and hit record. Wait, you don't want to know what episode we're on? You can research it. Um, I'm just, I'm, it's taking forever, but just give me a second. Okay. Spotify is pulling up. Spotify. Love Spotify. Love that student discount too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I know. I just got the uh, Spotify premium. For the first time, I've had it for like a month now. <laughs> I, used be, I used to be the biggest like anti Spotify premium person. I was like, I'm okay with it being on shuffle, you know. And then I got it, and it changed my life. Like it's just like a whole new way to listen to music. There's no turning back. No turning back now. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm putting the money up because I'm like I like this premium like subscription thing going on. It's a cool thing to have. It's nice. Did you find out what episode we're on? Uh, episode 12 of Go On. This is episode 12? Episode 12. Okay. Oh. I don't know why I thought 14. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is Go On. I'm Jaron Weatherly. I'm Christian Nikolov. And today our guest is Miss Taryn Riley. How are you doing today, Taryn? Hello, I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. First, before we even jump into the topic, we just talk about like, what's quarantine been like for all of us? Uh, Taryn, we can start with you. Like, what's quarantine been like for you? Like, where are you at? What you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say being back home, um, first off, being with my family actually has been pretty sweet. Um, I have two younger siblings who are both homeschooled, um, and I grew up myself being homeschooled as well. And so I feel like the transition to doing classes online um, and kind of adjusting to a new rhythm and a new pattern um, has actually gone pretty smoothly. Um, of course, I miss my, my Regent community and I miss my church community. Um, I'm definitely like an extrovert, kind of like a mixed balanced extrovert. Um, so I definitely miss seeing people regularly in person. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I would say it's still been a smooth transition. Um, and yeah, I just love the time with my family. Cool. Chris, mm-hmm. what about you? What's quarantine been like for you up in New York? Yeah, speaking of family, it's been great to uh, be home with my family. You know, I didn't go home for spring break. So you know, after, you know, after spring break, we were able to go home because of quarantine. I mean, not the best reason, but it was like, okay, now I finally get my spring break. Um, and it even goes into the summer. So, I mean, that's great. You know, I get to see family, I get to spend time home, which is great. You know, definitely a lot more sleep than usual. I wouldn't say plenty of sleep, but a lot more than usual. Um, and yeah, school, school has definitely been a challenge, of course, you know, trying to focus um, but you know, week by week goes by and it gets better and better. Um, eventually I'm going to run out of weeks to become more productive and summer's going to be here and, and yeah, then I just won't have to do anything besides help out my parents. Um, but otherwise, you know, it, it was a really good semester. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is and it, you know, I'm not upset I was, I'm pretty thankful for all that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I can echo that in a, in the same way. Like 
Me, I, I stayed home for, for spring break as well. Me and Chris, we got to do, that was a fun time. We got to do a lot of fun stuff and just we spend had time together. every night. Yeah. He'd been begging me for a whole year to stay over in his room. Okay. Don't say you beg. <laughs> yeah, uh, every time I was over there, you and Daniel be like, you want to sleep over tonight? I'm like, okay, I got yeah. my bed, you know, but I gave in, I gave in. Daniel was out of town. So I went and stole his bed. It was fun. We had a, <laughs> we had a fun time. Um, but then, yeah. So what was interesting is and people don't, I don't know if I put this in the caption of the, the last podcast before go abroad, where we talked about quarantine so we recorded that on, I want to say Friday, yeah, Friday, um, the last Friday of spring break. And then I edited it and posted it. And I'm not lying, this is 100% true. Um, and those who go to Regent know what I'm talking about. The moment that I hit, the exact moment I hit post for the podcast about what, um, the, what us talking about the coronavirus, was the exact same moment that we received the email that Regent had been canceled on campus for the rest of the school year. So it was very interesting timing. And we've all felt a lot of emotions at that point, I know. But, um, you know, being a month out of that whole transition, I think a lot of people have adjusted to it pretty well. And my dad put a really unique perspective on it where he said, he said, you know what, I think this is the Lord having mercy on us. Because for the longest time, we were all just being so uh, hateful and just there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of just disagreement and, and divide in the country. And he said, for the first time in forever, it feels like we're all very unified. And so he said, I think that's the Lord having mercy on us that he was like, all right, it's enough that we've been so divided for all these, these years lately. Um, but yeah, just again, to echo what Chris was saying, the family aspect of it, I have a lot of family. I got to drive down to Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, where uh, I'm from, and my family, my mom's side of the family all lives here, and so I've gotten to spend time with them. And so my parents and siblings are in Oregon, and they actually just left yesterday, and they are driving uh, in an RV. They signed Crazy. up with this RV company wow. that you get a discount because the RV company is also a moving company they move rvs and they hire families that are traveling to move it to their other locations for them uh-huh and so that's how they got like a huge discount on getting to travel all the way from oregon to florida is that they're taking this rv from one place to i think kansas someplace in kansas where they're dropping it there and getting another one and driving it to the next location and so on and so forth and so, and I was like, that is so my dad to find a place that would do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I get to see them. They're going to be arriving on Thursday. Um, so the rest of, I get to see the rest of my family then. So our topic for today, I had to pray about this one. Our topic for today is family, um, which is kind of, you know, I was like, oh, Taryn's talking about her family. Jaren's talking about her fam his family. And they both don't know, like, that I decided to pick this topic. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. You sly um, dog. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know why, but family was on my heart. And so I guess, you know, after, you know, I heard that, I was just kind of thinking, I'm like, oh, we're home already. We're spending so much time with family. And I guess, and like you said, Taryn, you have two, two brothers. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Yeah. Okay. Siblings. So two younger siblings. Yeah. 
So you're the oldest. I am. Yeah. And Jaren, you're the oldest, right? Yes, I am. I'm yeah. the oldest. Mm-hmm. And I'm the youngest. So I got beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. And I think, I think my brother Evan would appreciate this. Maybe. I don't know. I'll see when he gets here. But the inside joke in my family is because so like I'm, I'm the optimist of the family. And my dad is. I get it from my dad. My brother Evan, who's right under me, is a realist. And so he looks at everything in a very like logistical way. But the inside joke in our family always has been that he's the one that bullied his older brother. So I got picked on by him growing up. Oh, but, no. Yeah. But for, for Chris, like what, what would you say like the most, I guess, important thing? What's, a, what's one thing about your family that makes your family so unique? And then Taryn, you can answer this too. Like what's the one thing that you, every time you think of like your family, it's like you go directly to that thing about them. I know there's so many things about like our families that we could name, but like what's one thing that always stands out to you about your family that you're like, Oh my goodness. I don't think any other family is like this. Just to start. I mean, two of them come to mind. I'll I'll pick one and I'll say two, but I'll pick one. There's the fact that my parents are immigrants, um, which is, changes everything and then i but i'd say the main one that i'd pick would be that uh but we grew up in or i grew up in the restaurant business and so my parents were always working um and you know ever since i was like five years old you know they they got me to start working too it wasn't child labor or anything but you know i would help out um and so that i mean that has completely changed and shaped uh who i am um you know with being hospitable uh, and discipline and knowing how to talk to people. And I mean, it's been, it's been a really great experience. It's, it's taught me hard work and many great things. Uh, but then there's also a lot of sacrifices that we've had to make. Like we don't get holidays off and we don't get weekends off. Like weekends are the time when we work when everyone else is off. And so there were sacrifices that had to be made. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things I think about when I think about my family. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I would say for my family, of course, like I said, being homeschooled has absolutely been something that has made my siblings and I so close knit. Um, the fact that I would spend, you know, every day with my family and not get tired of them. Um, for me, quality time is my number one, absolute number one love language. Um, and so getting to just enjoy their company and have so many specific memories from like just year after year is just something like very precious to me. Um, more specifically, like something that you would say is like unique to my family. Um, growing up, my father was actually in the Navy. And so being a military family, we, you know, moved a couple times. Um, so it was really precious to be able to continue to be close knit and then, you know, plant roots where the Lord would move us next. Um, you know, in my case specifically, my dad actually passed very unexpectedly when I was eight years old. And... My dad is definitely someone who I just remember and will always remember of being of incredible integrity and just exuberant joy, someone who just loved his own jokes and loved the Lord um, and lived life very vibrantly. And my mom is someone who is so selfless, um, someone who I think of when I think of sacrificial love. And just thinking of my siblings and I and the way that the Lord has continued to just lead and guide and provide for us in every season, it just makes me think of his faithfulness. 
um, when I think of my mom, like I said, I absolutely think of selfless love. Um, and I think of someone who's like a prayer warrior. I think that's something that I identify with pretty closely is just having like a very seriously like grounded like prayer life. Um, and I think that's something I've picked up from my mom, um, but also like my grandmother as well. Um, I feel like having close connections with like extended family has been like such a blessing as well. But of course my immediate family, um, I'm like very close with and yeah, very grateful for. That's so cool. And yeah, for me, like, I think one aspect of my family that I've always appreciated, like, is my parents have always set an example of what it means to be faithful. And that has impacted me in such a unique way. Like they have never been um, people that I've ever known to say no to whatever the Lord has for them. Like, even when that means moving my family right after my, me and my brother were born from Jacksonville, Florida, where my mom's family were to uh, Illinois in the middle of nowhere in the smallest town to serve at a church, like just taking that kind of leap of faith. And then like, you know, again, when we moved out of Illinois on, on just a calling of the Lord, just saying, pick up your things and move kind of like Abraham. And we ended up back in Jacksonville, Florida, serving at a church. And then again, when the Lord said, pick up your things and move to Oregon. And it's just like, just seeing my, my mom and dad always being people that are so faithful to whatever the Lord has, has, has put it like such a big, like calling on my heart to be like them and to, and to, to do that because I know for a fact, the Lord is going to honor them for being faithful. And so like, that's something that has always been prevalent in my family, but as everybody knows, and I've talked about a bazillion times and they can tell by the way my hands move, I come from an Italian family. So like, <laughs> That aspect of my family where it's like my mom is the sweetest, most loving, like the most tenderhearted person I've ever met. She's so wonderful and, and strong in that way. But if you mess with her family, she will knock you into next week. And so just that like <laughs> that toughness that that she exudes. Um, it, I know it stems from that that uh, one love for her family, but also like if you get like if you mess with her family, that Italian side will come out in strong waves. Yeah. And so that, that part of my family, I also love too, that, that strong will. An Italian mama bear. Italian mama bear. She can chop up, she can whip up some meatballs and she can slice your face. Oh my goodness, dude. I, that's the thing I'm so looking forward to when they get here is her <laughs> cooking, man. Her cooking is so good. Like everybody knows that like at my place at college, like, I'm either I'm working with pasta or some kind of or recipe that my mom has sent me. Her spaghetti is mm, just like, it's the most amazing thing. Like if somebody said, what's the last meal you'd ever have? Probably be my mom's spaghetti. Like it's so good. But what's yeah. that recipe? Um, what's it? It's like a Mexican dish or uh, you know what I'm talking about? The, with the empanadas or the, fr what did you talk about? The uh, chicken, uh, Oh, I, what is it? I made it that one time. Yeah. With the tortillas and you, whatever yeah. they are. Chicken, chicken enchiladas. Enchiladas. Yeah. Chicken yes. enchiladas. That's her recipe that she sent me. Such a good, <laughs> such, 
everything she makes is delicious. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's how it is like with most moms anyway. Like the, the, yeah. they have such a – and dads too. My grandpa is the main cook <laughs> my gra- between my grandma and grandpa. He makes some killer spaghetti as well. But mm-hmm. my, the, my mom makes such good food. But, Chris, you come out of a family of, of cooks and food. Like, I do. You're, you're, you know, your blood is made of, you know, whatever blood is made Spaghetti of sauce. and food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, um, my dad, my dad will throw down like the most like random stuff together. Um, and it's like, my dad makes very like rich food. Sometimes it's a little overbearing, but most of the time it's like, whoa, like in your mouth and you're just like, you don't know what's happening, but you know that it's really good. Um, just a bunch of like different combinations and oh my goodness, you can make like the fluffiest scrambled eggs like ever. And it like something so simple and just like the fluffy scrambled eggs. It takes like a whole stick of butter and per egg or something. And it's like, it, it's so good. Um, I mean, that sounds kind of gross, but <laughs> um, yeah. And then my mom, she... She likes to experiment. She doesn't like to follow the recipe. Uh, she'll take whatever's in the fridge and make something. And, you know, she's always really good at that. Um, yeah, Taryn, what, would you say your, your mom's a pretty good cook? Yes. Okay, my mom is an incredible cook. And something else about my family, we love almost, I don't know if you would say every, like, culture of food, but my mom will cook, like, Thai food and, of course, Mexican and, like, Greek food. Um, so there are all of these different dishes that are just incredible. Oh, also Indian. She'll do like Indian curry. Um, of course, all sorts of different like Italian, like pasta dishes. Um, so I love getting to come home. I love being home for breaks and <laughs> just getting to enjoy her cooking. Um, also, my brother cooks a lot. Julian will make like these gourmet breakfast sandwiches and like gourmet burgers. Um, yeah, he definitely has a good time in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, I feel like I personally cook the least of my family members, um, because I'm definitely like a slow, very precise stick to the measurements, stick to the recipe. Um, but you know, I'm trying to broaden my horizons and support the, support the cause. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. How do you do at Regent then? Okay. Yes. So when I'm by yourself. Yes, like I definitely do cook. It's very different to do like smaller portions per se than if you were cooking for a family of four or more. Mm -hmm. I feel like I do lots of pasta. I could eat pasta for a week straight and be good to go. Like I'd be fine. (laughs) Um, So lots of pasta, lots of tacos, pizza. I said pasta. I'm going to say it again, just for good measure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I definitely enjoy cooking stuff for breakfast more than dinner. Mm -hmm. So like doing like omelets or like french toast or like crepes crepes are really good what? So, yeah oh man you really you got make, fancy you made crepes <laughs> yeah yeah i made these actually they were gluten-free my roommate um and my mom my mom was gluten-free but my roommate this past year was gluten-free as well so we did crepes they were they were actually pretty divine i was impressed wow <laughs> that's impressive that's good that's what impressive. would you say your favorite type of food is then my favorite food is sushi okay yeah. yes Yes, okay. me too. Sushi That's interesting. Hands down, my favorite food. I have made it once. I made it with a friend. Really? Um, we had like a little dinner party. Yeah. You wow. get like these sushi, like this uh, bamboo mat, actually, mm-hmm. and like roll up your sushi. 
So yeah, sushi is like hands down my favorite. And then Thai food and Mexican. Okay. Um, yeah. And almost anything for breakfast. So cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, okay. So I love seafood. I love seafood, yeah. like shrimp, crab. I love that stuff. But I don't, and I guess you could qualify sushi as seafood, but like sushi is like the one thing I could really care less for. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I don't, it's not my first choice for anything. And it's always funny, like coffee and sushi is the two things that like, it seems like every college student loves coffee and sushi. (laughs) Those are the two things that I don't really care for. Oh no. I kind of but, forgot. Ice coffee is definitely at the top of my food. Oh group. yeah, ice coffee. That's <laughs> your, your. If you right now, like, if you like, could have anything or go to any restaurant to get food or just have it be made or whatever, what would it be like right now? Like, what are you craving at this moment? Well, Chick Fil A, of course. Chick Fil A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts on Chick Fil A? I like Chick Fil A. I think I think Chick Fil A is great. You know. I, it's like, I'm, when it comes to some fast food restaurants, I won't name them, but I just don't like it. Um, There's one across the road from Regent that I will never go to again. Oh. Um, Just because (laughs) I, I think it is sticky and gross and I just don't like it. And so when I go to Chick-fil-A, like, you can go to Chick-fil-A, you can go to their bathroom and not touch a single thing. Like the door open automatically for you and like the toilet will flush automatically and the, the sink will turn on automatically and the paper towels and the soap. And I don't have to touch a single thing. Like how great, what a great design. And then also, and then it's like, okay, after I've washed my hands, I get to eat some delicious, 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't say it. Delicious. That's all right. Um, Delicious. <laughs> some chicken. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Chick-fil-A is, Chick-fil-A is good. Chick-fil-A is good. You definitely get the most bang from your buck, scientifically proven. I don't know. But most bang for your buck with a Chick-fil-A salad because you get chicken and a salad. It's a bunch of food. Yes. Pretty good for your good price. protein. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, every other like fast food restaurant <laughs> I go to, I feel bad after I eat it. Chick-fil-A, yeah. I feel healthier <laughs> after I eat it. <laughs> even if it's not healthy. Like, yeah. it's just like a regular chicken sandwich or something or whatever, fries. I always feel healthier after eating Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just... It's a little better than... It just no. feels a little better. I feel better about myself after I eat Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> it's pre-blessed. It's pre-blessed. It's just yes. the best. They, yes, they pray over the food before you come in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like on the topic of family... <laughs> well, Tara, you, you've worked at Chick-fil-A, right? Did you? Actually, no. I've never no. worked at Chick-fil-A. Okay. Apparently, I give off that vibe. <laughs> no, yeah, I, homeschooled Christian. I don't know something. Classic. I guess I thought. There you I go. Guess not. That's, That's okay. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a restaurant or a food place? I actually never have. In high school, I definitely expected to work at Chick Fil A or Starbucks, and I actually really wanted to work at Outback Steakhouse. Believe it or not. Oh wow. Yeah. But I didn't, so it's not that impressive. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> what, like, 
is there has it what's like been the coolest job that you've ever had Ooh, okay the coolest job i have had so far well my technically my first job was becoming a tour guide at regent um wow. and so that was like it was and has continued to be like an incredible opportunity to meet more students and their families um every time i give a tour i fall more in love with regent um, it just reminds me of the first things that I saw on campus and it just brings back so many like warm feelings of my first time attending UnChapel or my first time having a class and developing wonderful relationships with professors. Um, it just allows you to, I don't know, just tell a story and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. so, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Chris, what about you? I mean, I know you've worked in a restaurant like your whole life, but. Yeah, I've, I've worked in my parents' restaurant. Um, and then like my whole entire life. Um, and I mean, from that, I've worked in another restaurant for, uh, the past two summers. Um, and that was different. It was nice to get away, uh, from my family a little bit to like work outside of family just to see how that was. Um, and I enjoyed that. And then, you know, last summer I literally worked at both and I would just kind of switch every other day. So that was really nice. Uh, really refreshing. The only other job that I've ever had well, yeah, the only other job that I've ever had was I've helped um, a lady like put together cabinets once. That was kind of fun. You know, that was really peaceful, just like handiwork. Um, and then another one is I did some like weeding. There was a lady at my church who wanted like her garden weeded. So I did that with my youth pastor's son, not my youth pastor's son, my pastor's son. And we just weeded this whole garden. Um, and that was that was really fun. I, I enjoyed like handiwork and stuff like that. And um, a lot more than the restaurant. But, you know, of course, it's not like a real stable job. It was kind of just like helping out people. But, you know, I got paid for it. And yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's cool. I was I, I was like talking to you about your restaurant. Because you just have such a when we went to see what was it? We watched some movie. And Chris was getting very excited about the restaurant scene or something. And he was like pointing all the things out and talking about it. And it was very interesting to just like somebody that's like so inundated in what the restaurant like world looks like. It was yeah. so cool to see him talk about it. Mm -hmm. But um, so like, I would like to say like for like, when it comes to family, this is a question I always love to ask people about families. Like what's the, we're going to tell two stories. What's the worst experience you've had on a family vacation? And what's the funniest experience you've ever had on, the, on, a, on a family vacation? So starting with the worst, because then we can end with the funniest. But what's like the worst ex like experience that's ever happened on a family vacation? Interesting. Okay, the worst. I feel like I'm probably forgetting something that will come back to me. I feel like one of the worst experiences and it wasn't very long so there shouldn't be this much buildup. the worst 10 well the worst experience was getting in to disney world this was two summers ago so after i graduated high school maybe that was three summers ago and it was like a torrential downpour it was the most ridiculous rain we were so distraught so devastated we had gotten off our flight and almost missed like our little bus or something like that so everyone was just very you know, rushed and flustered and a little concerned about how long it was going to continue to rain. Um, that wasn't like completely horrible though. For the moment, mm -hmm. it was like pretty frustrating. 
And I'm trying to think of something funny. I don't know. My family is pretty funny in general. So I feel like every vacation has some like entertaining elements. Let's see. Hmm. I have a memory from actually going to the Bahamas with my siblings. And this was the Atlantis Resort. So it's already like, you know, just a dream come true. It was just immaculate. I loved everything about it. And my mom has this really sweet video of my younger siblings just like having a whole party and just like dancing in our like little hotel room. And so nothing about it in and of itself was like ridiculously funny. Um, but just the fact that we had just so much joy and we're clearly on a sugar high. Um, yeah, I don't know. We entertain each other for sure. So I feel like looking back at the video would be funny in hindsight. But yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Jeremy, what about you? Um, I guess it could, these would collapse into each other. But one time when my family went to my grandpa's uh, brother and wife, his brother's now passed away, but they have a beach house in Massachusetts uh, on, in Cape Cod, so like right on the ocean. And so uh, growing up, we would go there. Uh, sometimes whenever we were like going to New York, um, we would just hit that area. And so the lake house or the beach house in Massachusetts is actually my favorite place to go ever, like anywhere. I've always loved it. It's the most peaceful place that I've ever been. Um, and so we went one time and we were there for like three weeks, just on vacation, just chilling out, having fun. And the, we would walk down to the beach and the entire ocean, it was just all rocks and sharp like shells when you would walk into the water. Mm -hmm. And it was just killing our feet. It was so, it hurt so bad. And we were like, why is it just like, this is terrible. Like we want to have fun, but it's like walking on like the hardest rocks, the sharpest rocks ever. We had to buy like boat shoes, like water shoes to wear into the water. And it hurt so bad. And so we did this for like three whole weeks. And on the last day, why would you keep going? <laughs> because we're, where, where else are you going to go? It's the, it's literally the, the, the ocean. Lake. Okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> and so the last day we we're like, you know what, let's just walk down the beach just to go on okay. a walk. And so we walked down the beach and we go like around the curve of the, um, of Cape Cod and we see all these people and we're like, what's going on over there? And so we walk over and literally the rocks had stopped and it was all the softest sand your feet had ever touched in the water like all the rocks were gone and we were like are you kidding on our last day there's we could have been at this area that had no rocks whatsoever and so that was probably like the worst thing that had happened maybe on our vacation but also now looking back at it the one of the funniest things but yeah uh, that's that's great <laughs> that's great what about you chris um yeah so the worst has got to be any time we go, like, in the airport. Just, really? like, yeah, just because my parents are freaking out, especially my mom. She's just freaking out, and she's like, we got to, we're going to, uh, uh, and she's, like, freaking out, like, you know, she's got, oh, like, do you have your passport? 
And she's like, she'll give it to me, and then she'll like feel her pockets, and she's like, "Where's your passport?" I'm like, "You just gave it to me." And so that's usually pretty stressful. And then once we get on the plane, it's it's not bad. But then once we get off the plane, it's pretty bad again. So until we get in our like hotel, then it's good. But that's got that's got to be just like the worst part of vacation, which isn't terrible. That's pretty good. Um, funniest funniest part of vacation. There's so many, dude. Um, and so with my family, because I have some not with my family that were really funny. But so when I was 10, I believe in like third grade, I went to Aruba, which is like super awesome. It's like this like, you know, really nice island, beautiful. And I'll never forget it. But we were sitting on the beach. I actually just told the story recently to a couple other people. And um, um, so we were sitting on the beach, just kind of like, hanging out and there's a bunch of college students there because i guess it's spring break or something and so all these college kids are playing volleyball and we're kind of just watching them from afar on the beach and and this and my brother's phrase at the time his saying was in your face like i'd be like uh dennis what time is it he'd be like in your face and it was the most annoying thing ever speaking of family and um so there we're watching the kids play volleyball watch the college kids play volleyball on the beach and this guy goes up and he he spikes the ball and he he lands on the ground and he spikes it and they his team gets a point and he's like in your face and like (laughs) all my like we just knew like me it was me and my mom my brother and we just knew that that was my brother saying so we were just dying hysterically we just thought it was so funny that someone else said it so intensely so that's probably just one of the most most funny like experience i've had on vacation that's funny yeah what's like the most that what's something you've done or you and your siblings have done that like you can only get away with because they are your siblings wow so for any of you guys too i well i have what is it is it going good for you Chris just froze up. Wait, what, what? We need Christian to come back. I know. Is it either? I, he either froze up. Oh, there we go. Okay. You're back. You're We're back, back, Chris. Wait, is he? <laughs> we jinxed it. What if he's like faking it? He's just like. That would be really funny. <laughs> that reminds me of a meme I need to send. Okay. So while we wait for Chris, I do have. Um, a story about something that only siblings could get away with. There he is. There you're back, Chris. Yeah, bad connection. Okay, so something that like I say like something that only siblings could get could get away with. When me, Evan, and Ethan were little, uh, in Illinois, the crows are huge and they're all over the place. Illinois is a big corn place. Like there's corn fields everywhere, so there's crows everywhere, and so. Me and Evan were like begging our mom to let us get a scarecrow to stick in the yard, even though we didn't have a cornfield anywhere like by our house. We were like, we need a, we need a scarecrow just to get all those crows away. And so she was like, no, we're not buying a scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And so me and Evan convince Ethan that he's going to become the scarecrow. And so we take him and we get his clothes and we get him and my dad had just mowed the entire lawn and we got all the extra grass that was left over 
and we stuffed it in Ethan's clothes so it would stick out like he was like had straw in his clothes and we hung him up on a pole and made him scare away all the crows. (laughs) It worked. No, we got in trouble. We didn't get in trouble for hanging him up on the pole. We got in trouble because my mom was like, she didn't know that we had stuffed grass in all his clothes. And when she went to wash his clothes just regularly, all the grass came out and got into everybody else's clothes. And we got in huge trouble. So, yeah, that's my example of only things you can do to your siblings. Okay, well, something that comes to me now. Growing up, I would look for any opportunity to, like, surprise or, like, scare my siblings. So we would be, like, hiding around the corner and then, like, jump out. And, like, some of us, myself specifically, like, are very easily scared or, like, startled. And so something I used to love doing to my brother, he had or used to have, you know, um, this, like, large bunk bed and the frame, like, kind of the, the drawers or whatever, kept him from being able to see the doorway when he was lying down at night. And so I would like very quietly like inch my way into his room and he would be like probably on his DS. Like sometimes he was awake more often than not. So he's like on his DS or whatever. And I'm like, you know, creeping into his room and I'm like kind of hunching down like right behind his little bookshelf or whatnot. And I would stay there for like as long as possible, be as silent as possible. And then out of nowhere, like jump out. And it was just the most satisfying thing. It got him every single time, every single time. And then he got rid of the bunk bed. So that prank stopped working. But uh, for the time being, I was having a good time. I assume he was as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. Yeah, I would, um, this one time in particular, I, uh, you know, I said my brother beat me up a lot because he was older. Not beat me up, but like, you know, I, I it, most of it was self-condemned and self-inflicted. I was just annoying. I guess. Um, and so this one time <laughs> I like, he comes home from college and I was like a senior and he comes home from college. And every time he comes home, I'd try to give him a big hug and he'd be like, don't touch me, get off me. And so like, I would, <laughs> I took water and I put it in my mouth and I was pretending to like, like shoot the water out of my mouth by slapping my cheeks. And I wasn't really going to do it, but I had the water in my mouth. And I was like, and then I did it. And he was like standing right here and it went all over his face. And he he has just gotten home. He he just drove like eight hours or something. And he was furious. (laughs) He was (laughs) so mad. And I I was like, I spit it in his face. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then he was like chasing me and like punching me. And, like, eventually, like, I kind of, like, escaped. My parents came and were like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it was an accident. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was just a good moment. <laughs> there's nothing like getting punched by your brother. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Darren no, Weatherly. <laughs> I cannot attest to this. No, no, I didn't mean it in a, in a bad way. <laughs> It's just funny. It's funny, like, the stuff you can get away with when you're siblings. Because it's like, you can't do that to anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. But you can do it to your siblings. Maybe. If you're really good friends. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to like both be on it. But like if you're siblings, you know, that's the thing. You can love each other, but you don't have to necessarily like each other at that moment. And that's okay. how you can get yeah. away with it. But anyway, that's funny. But for, okay. So, and Chris, if you have any questions like regarding the family yeah, dynamic, like what's one thing that you've Taryn taken from your family that you want to implement in when you have your own family? Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's really good. Um, I think something that I've definitely learned and like observed from my family is really the way that they honor one another um, and definitely have a teachable spirit. Mm. Um, and so what I mean by that specifically is there are, are numerous accounts of times that my mom has shared with me, just like the wisdom that my brother has shared with her. Mm. Um, so Julian, Julian and I are four years apart, um, but he's still one of my best friends. Um, of course, growing up, I used to be like the bossy, like older sister, like trying to make sure he did his chores and stuff like that. Um, but growing up, we've become so close. And it was actually a time when people thought we were twins just because we were together so much and just had very similar temperaments and interests. Um, but I feel like just honoring one another and being able to celebrate and like champion one another um, and learn from one another is huge. Instead of being like, okay, well, I'm older, so I don't need to learn from what anything you could possibly be offering me. But being like, no, like there is so much wisdom in you and you know, I can be impacted by that significantly. Mm -hmm. um, for my younger sister, for Eden, sometimes I, <laughs> I don't forget how old she is. It's wild to me that she's already 14, but she is. Um, and she has just such a sweetness about her. Um, just so much grace. Um, and so that's just a beautiful thing as well. Um, but all of that, I would say, just ties into like celebrating one another and like wanting to learn from the others. So yeah, that's something I definitely want to carry on, like, you know, just with my family in the future. That's so cool. Yeah, my sister's 14 as well. So I love that idea of like being best friends with your siblings. Cause I would definitely say that's the case with me and my siblings. Like, you know, and it's like the idea of you've been through everything that you've kind of been through, you've been through with them. Like they've roughly sort of in some circumstances been through similar situations. Yeah. And so that I think bonds you in a unique way. Cause it's like you go to college and that was something that I had to learn. Like that I, that was hard for me at the beginning of college was, I was coming out of a family that knew me so well and, and I fit in to that unit so well and going to college, it was like that idea of being very individual and being very unique on your own. Like it took a minute for me to adjust to, because I was so, I so much was a part and similar to everybody in my family. And so, but I think at the same time that it helps you become, who you are and then even helps you want to, you know, how you want to shape your family because it's, it's that element of like you are setting like a, a tone and you can only really discover it once you're on your own, I guess. Yeah. And so that, that was so cool. But I love what you say, like about being best friends with your siblings, like me, Evan and Ethan, like we grew up being the Weatherly boys. Everybody knew us as the Weatherly boys. Like we had, our fake air guitar band that we would play at the church um, talent show. We would play newsboys songs and stuff on our fake blow up guitars and just like doing all these going on vacations together and all this different stuff. And now like they're, 
you know, Evan and Ethan for the longest time lived, we all, we used to live in the same bedroom. We used, when we lived in uh, Galesburg, we lived up in the attic and it was all carpeted and painted. And so we had this huge attic that us three lived in. It was like our own place yeah. to go. And so just, we grew up together. And so that I think kind of set a tone for how I want my family to be like the idea of, I always say this, every kind of teases me for it, but I am so much an advocate for the idea of doing life together. Yeah. And so that is the biggest element that I want to bring to my family is we're going to do it. We're going to go through the wonderful things and we're going to go through the hard things together because then we'll be able to come out of it together. And so that, that was something that was so much a part of my family growing up and, and even now and what I want to implement into mine. But what about you, Chris? Yeah, I definitely think as you get older, like you start to grow closer to your siblings, you know, there's not really that like, you guys don't really know each other as much and you start to just kind of like mature and you're like, Oh yeah. Like we are like, we're blood. And so like, we need to kind of like stick together and um, you start to mature and like all these little things that you used to argue about that don't really matter, like kind of slip away. Um, and you start to become like best friends. Um, biggest thing I've learned from my family um or I would say, you know, my, my family's love language as a whole is acts of service. Um, you know, it's like even the little things like vacuuming or doing the dishes or, you know, like chores and stuff around the house and just like keeping things clean for one, one another and like showing each other love through like just, just serving each other is probably like the biggest way that we know we show love and you know, my family is, my parents have always had to work and they, so they've always been super busy. So then like, you know, bringing me food from the restaurant has, you know, always been a way of them serving or cooking for me, or even if they haven't had the most time serving was how they kind of showed their love the most. And that's you know, definitely something that I've adopted. Um, and so, I mean, it works great with Christianity, you know, I mean, to serve and um, yeah, I would also say that's probably one of my like top you know love language my my top though is actually like my personal love language is physical touch and so that doesn't work so much for my brother because he is not at all um so my mom definitely gets to um gets all the hugs and the love so she likes that so it works out mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah yeah well i just want to say like we can wrap up with if you could say one thing about your family that what what is one thing that your family has done for you that you want to do for somebody else as we like end like what's something so cool or just so special and unique that your family has done for you whether that's like a gift or taking you somewhere or said something to you there's some kind of impact they've had on your life that you then want to take that and be that to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I think something that has really marked just the love of my family has been first off, like really like consistency. Um, and I don't take that lightly at all. Like being so steadfast, being so supportive in every season and the fact that my family has really like celebrated with me, like every step of the way, whether that was, getting into Regent or doing well in a piano competition or something like that. 
the fact that they've continued to be like my number one fans um, and that I don't have to prove myself to my family, but they really celebrate me um, as we celebrate each other, of course. But I feel like that sort of spirit of being able to honor, like I said before, but really celebrate others is something that means so much to me that I want to continue, of course. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Chris? I would say, I would say um, a spirit of hospitality. Mm. When, you know, just being able, if people come over or being uh, very open with my home um, and generous with that, which my parents have always been. And I mean, even with the restaurant, it's like their second home. So always having people there. Um, but yeah, to be very generous and to um, be hospitable, to continue that. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I think with me, like my family is a spirit of like quality time. Like my parents and, and my family, like we'll, because we've moved so many times, it's funny, we'll have people from our past that'll come visit us in the new places that we live, which is very odd for people to like travel out of their way to go see other people like that if it's not like family or something and so like the people that have come to visit us it's always cool because I watch and I've taken this I've been so inspired by this but my parents and family they will they find out you're coming to visit they will like wipe their entire schedule and restructure it so that it's all around you and they'll go and take you places or go do stuff, fun stuff with you. Like we had some friends, I had some friends that went to Oregon. I wasn't even there and they happened to be in Oregon and my parents like put them up in different houses with people at the church and then took them to like the waterfall that we live by in the mountains. They went skiing, like all this different stuff. It's amazing. And like, so like I, the, I, that, that has been such a part of like how inspired I am by them. And something I want to do is that like, if I find out somebody's in town or somebody's by, I will like, I want to be the person that'll like reorganize my schedule so that I can accommodate them and take them out to go do stuff. And so like that has been something I've been very inspired by with my family, but yeah. Well, Chris. Yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back. No, we, I was going to say, (laughs) I was going to say we have like, we cannot announce anything yet but we can say about go abroad if you want to talk about go abroad chris yeah so go well it's awesome to be back on go on taryn our lovely guest uh thank you so much for coming on to the 12th episode of go on i mean we took a couple weeks off getting all situated yes going on home and quarantine and stuff like that but we are back um and we started a new series i started a new series um called go abroad which is where i talked to uh, some personal friends that I have all around the world. So I recently talked to someone from Paris. That was, that was the first episode. Uh, second episode coming out very soon from someone from Slovakia. And I uh, talked, we have another one coming from Romania. And then plenty of more in the future where we get to talk to these um, people all around the world, uh, talk to them. It's a great opportunity for me to catch up with these people. Um, and we talk about you know, the coronavirus, the quarantine and what it's like in their part of the world and how they're dealing with it mm-hmm. um, and how that may differ, differ from America. Um, so I've gotten some really interesting perspectives so far. And I think it's a great way for us, even though we're stuck in our homes, to go travel the world. Yes, absolutely. So Taryn, it's been a pleasure. Jaren, it's a pleasure you. as always. Thank you, On Taryn. the 12th episode of Go On. 
We thank you all for tuning in to this episode and we'll see you on the next one.